The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals being interviewed and do not necessarily represent those of the Winter Haven Chamber of Commerce. You're listening to It's Happening in the Haven. I'm your host, Brianna Price. Each episode, I get the privilege to speak to the amazing people taking Winter Haven and its surrounding Central Florida area to the next level. We're future-focused, celebrating our entrepreneurial history and leveraging it for our bright future ahead. We are proud to welcome Legoland Florida Resort as the presenting sponsor of Season 8 of It's Happening in the Haven. On today's episode, I speak with Dr. Rich, Executive Director and Chief Curator at Polk Museum of Art at Florida Southern College. Dr. Rich shares about the incredible resources offered at the museum, the member perks, and why it's a destination for the entire family. Dr. Rich, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about all things Polk Museum of Art. Um, I I really love artsy things. Um, I do a lot of singing, a little bit of piano, but the one thing artsy that I can't do is draw or paint or anything like that. But I love to be surrounded by people who are creative and artsy, so I'm super excited. Oh, good. And, you know, the, the Polk Museum is a good place for everyone, no matter their acuity in art. Which is exciting for someone like me because... You know, I missed out on that little piece of people who can draw. I, I, it blows my mind. I'm like, how is this possible that you can do anyways? But we'll get into that a little bit. But before we get into the meat about Polk Museum of Art and all that you guys are doing, um, I thought you could tell us just a little bit about yourself. How did you come to Polk County? How did you come to the museum? All of those things. Yeah, sure. Well, um, I'm thrilled to talk about that and talk about how what I what I try to bring to the museum and mm-hmm. what we brought to the museum in the past seven years since our affiliation between the college, Florida Southern College, and the museum. But I'm a native New Yorker. Uh, really? So I learned from moving down here I need to be very specific. I'm from Manhattan Island, so born and raised. Okay. Um, so I spent most of my life in Manhattan. I went to college up in New Hampshire. Okay. Then came back for graduate school in New York. And I worked in museums from the time I was 16, actually. Wow. So, um, and speaking about drawing, you know, I was a cartoonist from the age of two. You're kidding me. So by the time, you know, so I saw one the world through making art, but my father's father, who was a physician, he ended up taking me all the time to all of New York City's museums as I was growing up. So did my parents, of course, but every play that I had with my grandfather was looking oh, at art. Oh, cool. And along the way, you know, I was the school artist. I was the artist of the grade, right? And so anything that ever had to be done for artwork from elementary school through high school, it was Alex Rich. That's but awesome. at the same time, I loved museums and museums became my natural outlook on the world and Mm -hmm. life. And so at 16, I did an internship at the Metropolitan Museum of Art called the High School Apprenticeship Program. And my mom even back then said that Alex's dream one day would be the director of the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And at that point, you know, obviously that was in jest, but then I, you know, went to off to college and I was an English major, actually. Okay. Um, but I still loved everything about museums. Mm-hmm. I did internships at the Met again and the Whitney Museum. I worked at the Hood Museum at Dartmouth, which was my undergrad. And then I came back to New York City for grad school mm-hmm. um, at the Institute of Fine Arts. And I got my PhD in art history 10 years later. And all along the way, I was working at museums. Mm-hmm. And eventually I got in the classroom at 25 and I'd never taught in a classroom before. Mm-hmm. I'd never been a professor, yeah. but I stepped in and it was the most natural thing for me. And so I actually changed my career path, not necessarily giving up museums forever, right, but right, right. I realized I love being a professor. Mm. So I started to teach in New York City for about seven years as an adjunct. 
And then once I had my PhD, I got that in 2013. I started applying for tenure track jobs. Yeah. And among the jobs I applied for was uh, the head of the art history program at Florida Southern College. And lo and behold, in 2014, August, I moved down to Polk no County and to kidding. Lakeland. And I joined the faculty at Florida Southern College as the art historian of Florida Southern. Nowhere on the horizon at that point was anything having to do with the Polk Museum of Art. Okay. So that happened within the next three years. We started discussing the affiliation between the college okay. and the Polk Museum of Art. And when the college president, Dr. Ann Kerr, proposed the idea of an affiliation between the two, and this was one of my initial meetings with her. I'm a new faculty member at this yeah. point. My jaw just dropped because the dream of having a museum integrated into the college experience is like the dream of so many schools yeah. and somebody just a, you know, a young professor um, now on my second or third year on faculty at Florida Southern uh, after a year behind the scenes working mm -hmm. planning out exhibitions I joined the museum as its curator still retaining all of my full-time duties at Florida Southern as wow. a professor became curator in 2017 when we affiliated the two two years later still retaining all my duties at Florida Southern, um, I became the executive director and chief curator of the museum. But also really excitingly, the school broke off a standalone department dedicated to art history and museum studies, which is now housed at the museum. So I wow. became chair of the Department of Art History and Museum Studies dedicated to the field and to giving students the opportunity to progress into any number of arts and art historical mm -hmm. and nonprofit fields, but also into the museum field. And so now I'm, um, yeah, I'm in my fifth year now as executive director and chief curator of the museum. And this was never in the cards just by moving yeah. down to Polk County, moving to Florida. But it's been incredible because I get to do everything I always dreamed of doing. I'm not an artist anymore. I mean, I guess it's within me. I'm I sure drawn, it is. I haven't drawn a thing probably since college except doodles in my grad school yeah, notes. Right. But, I mean, I get to be a classroom professor, a curator, and a museum director. I mean, wow. it's literally all the things I want to do. So I feel so grateful and privileged yeah. that I get to do this. But it was, you know, who knew moving from New York City, um, my, you know, my teenage dreams would come to fruition. I think that's amazing. Okay. I didn't even, re you have such a vast background, so much you're bringing to Polk County and the museum. And also it feels like it was just meant to be, Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's exciting. I mean, it is, it's very fulfilling. It's a lot of hard work. Oh yeah. A lot of people joke that I, you know, I wear one, two, three, four, five, however many hats. Cause I mean, I'm still in the classroom. I'm still teaching wow. week in, week out, but I'm also running the museum and curating yeah. its exhibitions, but it's a whole team effort. I mean, right. I would not be able to do any element of my job without our amazing team at the museum and our mm -hmm. amazing team at the college to help support us. So it's been really wonderful, and we hope what we're doing at the museum has really enhanced the great legacy of the museum, yeah. but also brought it to another level where it's been a community museum mm -hmm. since 1966. Oh, wow. But, and a Smithsonian affiliate since 2010, but only since 2017 do we say now it's also an academic right. community museum. And really my job coming in as a professor who is also the director of right. the museum was to intellectualize everything that we're doing there and mm -hmm. unapologetically. Yeah. So I think that people want to come to the museum to learn right. something but also have fun. Yes. And I try to respect in terms of what I write and in terms of the programming we all run and prepare and how mm -hmm. we market the museum. Right. We try to respect people's intellect mm -hmm. at the same time that we don't want to over Right. Teach to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want everyone to come through and feel like this was a really powerful experience and have them come back wanting more and being really impressed by the fact that here in Polk County, we have this exceptional mm -hmm. world class museum. And I really hope everyone who steps through our doors, and I know we'll talk a little bit about our exhibitions yes. and our programs, mm -hmm. but I really hope that everyone who walks through the doors of our museum says to themselves, not necessarily negatively, but I can't believe this museum right. is in Polk County. Yeah. Because I swear you could airlift our museum and what we do and compare it with most any other academic museum on any campus anywhere and most museums across the country. Mm. And you would say we are right there next to them at doing 
top-tier work and giving incredible experiences to all of our visitors. And that's really what we set out day in and day out right. as a team to make sure that we have for all of our residents of Polk County mm-hmm. and then far beyond people who discover Polk County. Yeah. And I mean, I love, I love to say and hope and think that the Polk Museum of Art is a cultural draw for people right. to settle in Polk County Absolutely. and to stay here because really you can have these opportunities that you wouldn't necessarily have in cities or in counties or in regions of our size. Yeah. And we talk a lot about that on the podcast. You know, we want Polk County and Winter Haven to be a place where people want to play, stay, work, live, learn, you know, all of those things. Um, And so having resources like the Polk Museum of Art is very important. Um, And so we hope that through this podcast, our listeners and beyond will get a little bit of a sampling of what they might expect when they come to visit you guys and things like that. So thank you for sharing a little bit about you because I learned so many things that I didn't know. It's at the stage for what we are, what we aspire to do because I've aspired my whole life to be able to have an opportunity. Absolutely. to lead such a great organization yeah. like this. And you're doing a wonderful job. Well, so you. you did mention that you wear a lot of hats. Yes. So I thought it would be interesting to kind of hear a little bit about what your day-to-day looks like, especially now. I mean, professor, I mean, you're doing all of these things. So what is what does your day-to-day look like, or is it different every single day? It's a great question. Day-to-day never looks the same. The mm. only really standardized standardized part of my day is my teaching schedule. Okay. So when I am teaching, and I usually teach one course a term at Florida Southern. For okay. instance, this term I'm teaching the history of photography. Oh, so, I love photography. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an incredible course. I love doing it. I'm a modern art historian um, okay. by virtue of the fact that we have, I was originally the only art historian um, mm-hmm. at Florida Southern, um, replacing someone who was actually in my role 22 years before me, just you know, as a professor of art history. Now wow. my job looks different from his mm-hmm. in many ways because there was no museum attached to it. But because my teaching duties shrunk, I, don't, right. I can't be in the classroom all week. Mm-hmm. Um, we added another art historian, my colleague, oh. Dr. Kristen Carter. So she's teaching more courses than I am. Got but it. my courses that I teach are twice a week. So two afternoons okay. a week, I know where I am. And actually, I'm holding that in the museum. So my students, oh, in a really wonderful way, we're giving them the opportunity not just to learn about art and learn about the history surrounding art, but learn about it in the space of the museum, which is really incredible. And part of that that's really interesting is that we are, as far as we have researched it and found, we are the only Department of Art History, let alone Department of Art History Museum Studies, housed in a museum anywhere in this country, which is just, it's so obvious and it's so wonderful that students literally can go check out the galleries and check out the art at the same time that they're taking classes in the building. So my most standardized part of the day is certainly my classes. Otherwise, um, it could be anything from, you know, at one minute I could be writing curatorial content to signing thank you letters to mm-hmm. going out to meetings to doing podcasts right. to meeting with donors to having a lunch here to preparing for the board of trustees uh, to working with my shop at the museum and determining products mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, talking with my marketing team to thinking about new ways to draw in new members, you know, have, getting out here yes. and talking about the benefits of memberships. So really – Day in and day out, if I were to show you my calendar, it just changes by the hour. And then when I'm in the museum, when I have time, and I'm out and about a lot of the time, but when I'm physically in the museum, I'm also pulled in a lot of different directions because people are trying to grab my attention for those moments that I'm physically in my office as well. Um, And it's exciting and I love it because I don't think I'm built to be somebody who literally just sits in an office from nine to five. I love the professorial life. My professorial life is an aspect of what I do now, but I love the idea that, you know, for any given hour, I'm going to have to deal with a different project. So my brain is always running. I, my sleep schedule is probably not great. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine everything you're saying. I'm like, like, Oh, how do you have time to sleep? I'm I'm usually working until nine 30, 10 at night. And then, you know, hopefully sitting down for dinner by that point as well. But it's exciting. There's there's a lot to do, but it's important work. And I think that's why I, I love it day in and day out. 
Um, and I think it's important for our community. It's important for the families that mm-hmm. come to the museum, important for my students yeah. who get to see what you know, different paths they can have in the museum world. And that's the only reason I'm doing this. Um, this is not, you know, a great, you know, moneymaker of a career, certainly to be a museum right. director yeah. or to work yeah. in the world of museums. And it's a passion career. Absolutely. And it's important things. And I want my students to see that. I want others, you know, other youngsters who are coming up in this world who are fascinated by museums. And I swear that, you know, many people want to be astronauts. I think some people don't want to be astronauts. I never wanted to be an astronaut. I don't I like either, being, actually. I like staying right here on the Earth. <laughs> Same but I think, here. I think that most people go to museums growing up, and they're fascinated it by is, museums. Yeah. Whether it's a natural history museum or an art museum, people are fascinated by how museums work mm-hmm. and run. They may not realize it, but the behind-the-scenes world of a museum is something that I think that fascinates all of us from a really young age. Yeah. And so I want people to see that there's you know passionate people who work in this yes. field and who are really just caring about how others get to look at the world through a lens of artists of the past, Mm -hmm. through artifacts of the past. And it's just um, everyone who works with me is here at the museum because they love what they do. They feel so strongly about it. And we hope that people who come through see that in the love we put into all the work we do. Well, you can see it even now on this podcast. I'm sure people can hear it. Obviously, I'm seeing you with my eyes, but they're hearing you. Um, and that passion really does shine through. And that's important, obviously. You want to make sure that that experience is great for people. Um, and knowing that the people behind the scenes care about what they do is important as well. Um, so you kind of alluded to it. So for someone who has never been to the Polk Museum of Art, what might they expect to see when they visit or experience? Well, it's a great it's a great question because, number one, I want to say we are a free admission museum. So what they might experience, um, if they listen to this, it won't be unexpected, but most people will come unexpectedly. We're free admission. That's amazing. We have wonderful strate- strategic partners. We have wonderful members who help underwrite what would be the equivalent of what mm. we charge as a gate coming through the museum. Right. But we never want the price to be an obstacle for everyone coming mm-hmm. in and enjoying what we offer at the museum. So we offer incredible exhibitions, and I'm sure we'll talk about this some more. We have a Rockwell Wyeth Icons of Americana show up right now, which is going to be our biggest blockbuster show in the history of the museum. Already no in the early days of this exhibition, we've already had numbers that are beyond belief, which is what we anticipated with the exhibition. Yeah. So I think people should walk through knowing they don't have to pay anything. We welcome donations. Um, we want to stay a free admission museum. Yes. So we also we encourage, please, if you're able to donate, mm-hmm. um, please become a member, and we'll tease with some of the members benefits are Mm -hmm. um, because that helps to underwrite those same costs we don't want to have to charge and we hope we can hold off on that for as long as possible Um, but you come through and you also walk in and you'll just realize this is a really special place with um, actually in our lobby right now you'll see Rodin sculptures most people are not going to expect to walk into a Polk County museum Mm. and see Rodin bronzes original bronzes um, up in the museum we actually have 14 of them in the museum right now, three are on view and we're gonna roll them out as we build toward the next thing you'd see when you arrive at the museum, our expansion. Um, Right now in our parking lot, we have a huge project underway. We are adding a 14,000 square foot expansion to the museum right now, which really speaks to also our confidence in the future of the museum Mm -hmm. and our hopes for making it even more of an arts incubator and site for learning and cultural appreciation into the future. Our building right now was built in 1988 for a very different type of museum and scale right. museum. It was built to house 500 objects total. Okay. We now have more than 3,000 objects, and we are now academic wow. and community together. And for 30 years, since literally that building was erected, 
the idea was to expand one day, but mm -hmm. it didn't happen. And wow. now finally, we have we are building a That's huge exciting. expansion upon the building. I look out my office window each day, and I can see the footprint of the building, and it's rising, and it's ready to open in the fall. So we are watching wow. it. We are you know we're barreling oh, forward. Oh, I bet. So it's a little bit sometimes it's a little bit noisier in the museum than it used to be, but it's noisy for good good reason. reason. Yeah. So you'd see that in the parking lot, and when you come through, you're gonna you could spend hours in our museum. Mm. So the great thing is you will not be lacking for things to do, content to read, right. family activities to partake in. And our present Norman Rockwell and our Rockwell Wyeth show features the works of Norman Rockwell and N.C. Wyeth, who were the biggest two illustrators of the 20th century. Wow. And the show is 365 works, 40 paintings. Uh, wow. Four Four Freedoms posters, for which probably Rockwell is best known, and 321 Saturday Evening Post covers, which is the full array of the covers that Rockwell illustrated between 1916 and 1963. So it's a spectacular show wow. um, that we built exclusively for our audiences. This is not a traveling exhibition. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we do show – we show exhibitions that are sometimes on the road to multiple museums. This is a, an exhibition we built exclusively for our community over the past five years. Wow. So it's an opportunity that has to be grabbed by everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm. You can come see it. And when they come through, lots of people are going to be drawn in by the name Rockwell. We know yeah. that. And that's yeah. part of the intention there. But also to impress them with seeing large-scale paintings by Rockwell and by Wyeth that they never would be able to see or never expected to see because most of us know Rockwell and or Wyeth by virtue of their illustrations in magazines or mm -hmm. book covers mm -hmm. or in advertisements. But everything they ever did as an illustration began as a large-scale painting. And we have those wow, paintings on that's display. that's cool. So we'll draw them in to see that. But they might also you know, turn a corner and they're going to head into our Spirits Gallery. And our Spirits Gallery is a permanent display of our African and Oceanic art collection. So wow. that's always there. You'll discover other local artists and contemporary artists and art from across the globe. And we're not a huge museum. We mm -hmm. will be rather right, large yeah. coming up in, you know, Soon. in X number of months. Mm -hmm. But right now, you could probably spend a good half day or more at the museum if wow. you really were to read everything You're and right. take everything in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we expect with the expansion, we're a good day trip. You can come see the museum and then head over to our Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright campus over at Florida right, Southern. Yeah. And there's your whole day, one wow. day in Lakeland right there, and just stay overnight and make a another day if you wow. want. But we really think that people are going to walk in and find there's so much to appreciate in the museum and hopefully feel like it's a really friendly, personal experience. Mm -hmm. We pride ourselves on having wonderful front of house staff. Our shop is one of the most amazing places. Just earlier today, I was buying cards in there because we have the best cards. Oh, um, that's cool. But some people make it, you know, make it their mission to always come and buy everything in their in our shop. But, you know, we have people who come back and they're passionate about the museum. But unfortunately, as with most museums, I don't think we have enough of the community mm. that knows about us right. still. It still yeah. is a struggle, even mm -hmm. though we are you know, we are 67 years old. <laughs> actually, yeah, I mean, we are, oh, actually, well, now it's 2024, so we're 68 years old wow. now. Um, and you know, even though we have such a huge population of Polk County, um, too few people know about us or come through. And I promise anybody that does, they're gonna be so happy and so impressed that we have this here. Yes. This is a gem of our community. Yeah. And that's why we're here on the podcast, right. hopefully to spread the word so that people will come. Um, but that's, it's really cool to hear, you know, I feel like maybe five to seven years ago, people would say, you know, Winter Haven, Lakeland, oh, it's just like a, you know, you just stop in real quick and there, there's nothing really to do. But I mean, that has changed dramatically over the years. Um, so knowing that places like Polk Museum of Art are taking every opportunity to make sure this is this is a place you're going to you're going to stay all day, you know, and you're going to need to 
sleep in a hotel and stay and, you know, do something else in Lakeland the next day. Yeah, and for um, local and for locals, obviously it's a great, you know, half day trip. Yeah. And you know, you're going to be impressed by it. And you know, our name speaks exactly to who we are for, right? It's the Polk right. Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. Um and once upon a time it was the Col- Polk County Public Museum. We're not that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Polk Museum of Art, we are the county's right. museum and we want people to really make it part of their life experience. We change out ex- exhibitions every three and a right. half months. And we have so many educational programs and so many lecture series. There's yeah. always something going on at the museum. You know, we do after hours for those who are working during the day or mm-hmm. who can't come during the day. Uh, we have weekend programs. We have cinema series. There's always something there. And we really want people to know that we are a cultural center as right. opposed to just, you know, a museum that you need to visit once a year. You need to come back and come yeah, back again. Yeah, and check out and, all know, the new stuff. All ages, certainly. I mean, our education programs are among the strongest anywhere in any museum. And wow. they're almost instantly sold out because of the really? fact they are so popular. You know, that's actually one of my questions is, you know, they you guys obviously offer a lot of classes. Can any age take any of these classes? So it's a good question. Um, we allow, we have some after school programs that have a little yeah. bit looser boundaries in terms of age, but in, in terms of enrollment for our classes and summer camps, we need, we ask students to be seven or older okay. for those. And those They're are still really classes. young. Exactly. I mean, seven years old. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and so many people wait. I know so many parents that I've spoken with say, I can't wait next year. Oh, my son, fun. my daughter can join this program. And so we love having, you know, for our fall camps, our spring break camps, our summer camps are just absolutely incredible. And then we do after school art programs. We do art labs on weekends. So there's something for all age groups, um, including adults. We do adult classes. And those are extremely popular too. So everybody has some education option for them um, at the museum and they can just visit our website to see the panoply of our offerings. Um, But they are really, they are top rate and um, and they're beloved. Some some students will go through from like age seven all the way through to the time they'll be counselors for our camps. How sweet. And then they'll come back later and it's just, it's incredible. And I mean, the museum is really centered around this relationship with our community. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not sure how many people know that we've had a 30 plus year relationship with the Polk County School District, in fact. Okay, so wow. We, we, we bring now 5,000 fourth graders through the museum every single year. 5,000? So 5,000, Oh my yeah. gosh, that's a lot of fourth graders. <laughs> so most every day at the museum at wow. about 10 a.m., we're going to have fourth grade groups coming through. That's fun. Um, we also bring high schoolers in. Okay. We're working on bringing middle schoolers in. We want this to be an experience that people have somewhat threaded through yeah. their you know, elementary right. through high school years so that they can see the museum in different lights. You know, their first introduction to art in exhibitions, perhaps. Um, do some hands-on classes. Then maybe learn about fields in the mm. art world by yeah. high school. And that pairs really nicely with our dedicated student gallery. Um, and our student gallery is literally dedicated to students because it's only Polk County students. Right. And so for just as long as we've had those tours arranged with the Polk County School mm-hmm. District, this gallery shows nine exhibitions a year featuring the artwork of Polk County school kids. And people love that gallery. And we uh, do receptions I, I to bet. celebrate them. And, I mean, people just absolutely, it, you know, you can see Rockwell on one side of the hall and go to the other side and you can see, you know, kindergartner's art. That's amazing. What is that art? Is that different? Is that photography? Is that painting? Is that drawing? Is it anything under the sun? It's a whole mix. Um, It tends to be, at least for the lower grades, so if we do our K through 2 shows, Mm -hmm. our 3 through 5 shows, our middle school shows, um, they 
theoretically they're all different media. It depends okay. on what they're learning in school. Right. I think the lower years we don't see that much photography. Right. By the time we get into middle school, when they've taken classes yeah. with photography, we can see that integrated. But it's mixed media That's and they're cool. juried exhibitions. Meaning that it's not like every student's work ends up in there. They're selected for oh, it. And that's a big deal. That is a big deal. And we do a reception for every single one of those shows. It's one of my favorite duties. I'm the MC on Saturday mornings every 45 days or so. That's cool. And we bring students, their parents, their guardians, their teachers. We give them certificates for their participation. And then we at the museum and they at the Polk County School District each purchase one work from each of the shows for our own permanent collections. So not only does every That's student cool. get their work shown in a Smithsonian affiliate museum by, who you know, age five, age eight, oh age gosh. 15, one student from each of those shows also gets their work in our permanent collection. That's which cool. I say, put that in your resume. I, I, yes. always joke, I always joke to our kindergartners, second graders, <laughs> third graders, whatever the younger ones. I say, yeah. you don't know what a CV or a resume is yet. But, but. parents, remember – put this on their resumes. That's a big deal yeah. because most artists never get to show their work in a museum. And here you are at whatever age in right. elementary or high school and you've already done it. We would like to welcome and thank Advent Health for sponsoring season eight of our podcast. Hi, my name is Dr. Paul Williams. I'm a physician with Advent Health. I treat patients with a variety of breast disorders and offer screening services for those without breast problems. At Advent Health Medical Group Mammography at Davenport, patient care is our top priority. That's why our office now offers a new mammography experience using 3D Genius Mammography Exam and the Brevera Breast Biopsy System. They offer earlier detection and a faster, less invasive process to complete mammograms and breast biopsies. For more information or to schedule an appointment, please call 863-421-7276. What a cool opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I love hearing about that, especially because I feel like there's a connotation with museums. You know, you think it's like older people and it's stuffy, but none of the things you're saying are stuffy. It's fun. And you want to capture those students when they're younger and be make them aware of a possibility of art and, you know, making it a lifelong, whether you're just learning about it or maybe it is a profession, you know, anything like that. Yeah, and it's very important. I mean, it's good for just social wellness. Yeah. It's good for mental wellness. Mm. It's good for just, you know, intellect building. Yeah. I mean, it's been proven in studies that people who take art at whatever age, from the youngest age forward, that they, they perform better in school. Yeah. We need those creative outlets. And it's, you know, it's yes, it's very important to study math and very important, yes. of course, to study reading. But developing your creative skills and being able to express yourself yeah. is just as important and allows you to develop a way of thinking about your world, but mm -hmm. also you know, developing empathy for others. Yes. Um, and especially, you know, when you come to museums, you are mostly seeing art made by other people and other peoples of the world. It's a way to look beyond your own vacuum yeah, of your life. That's and true. you understand that people have been making art for a long time, but also people who make art or the artifacts that we show, depending on what type of show it is, they were part of the context of their own times. Mm -hmm. And so those are the literal artifacts of history we wow. see around us, whether it's a painting or a book. Or right. A, I mean, it could be a stamp. It could be a pencil. I, whatever object yeah. we might put into an exhibition, mm -hmm. depending on the subject, that literally is of its moment. Right. And that's important that you know everybody of every age start to think about the fact that museums are the repositories for history. And museums mm -hmm. are entrusted with that. And I think that's also yeah. why museum careers, as I tell my students in my Art History Museum mm -hmm. Studies program, it's a really important yeah. responsibility to bear because people trust museums and the voice of curators and those that work in museums mm -hmm. are seen as the the truth keepers yeah. in a certain way, right? You walk yeah. in a museum and you 
you believe what you're oh, reading. Oh, absolutely. I mean, hopefully what we're saying is factual and yeah. true, but we we reach far audiences. You mm-hmm. know, every word that I write for an exhibition at the museum is seen by thousands and thousands of people. And that's a responsibility I take really, right. really yeah. strongly and take yeah. it to heart because I know that what I'm telling them is going to influence also the way that they're seeing the artwork, yeah. but perhaps also making them think a little bit differently about their lives and the world right. we live in. And that's, I, that's why I love being a, you know, a scholar and a yes. professor running a museum because I have that really amazing opportunity to work with my team to, to hopefully, um, you know, change people's appreciation for art. Yeah. Um, if not necessarily kind of their ways of looking at you know yeah. narrow focuses on the world. Absolutely. Well, I think I don't think I've ever thought of it like that. You know that you are being trusted with something very weighty. I mean, you know, you guys are historians and keeping all of this precious art from many years ago and that's it's like a little time capsule yeah, it's and it's really special term, right yeah. i mean yeah i mean it seems like you know art history could seem kind of like this yeah. you know, lightweight field but it's not we have to be art historians i mean if you are an art historian i'm the only official art historian on staff at the museum because right. museums are nonprofit businesses right i'm right. the ceo of a business i happen to be an art historian mm-hmm. and i'm the curator but i'm the only person who's an art historian on staff everyone wow. else is working in their separate fields and we have you know amazing people with great marketing background mm-hmm. and great you know interpersonal background and education background yeah. and finance background and we all come together to make Absolutely. our nonprofit business run mm-hmm. but in terms of being an art historian i mean you have to be a great writer a great communicator you have to be able to know your stuff oh, in terms yeah. of art, but you are also, you are a historian. It's built into the term. I am a historian, not of art, and I am a historian of oh, art, right. but a historian of history as seen through the lens of right. art. And right. that's a really important distinction I always try to make. Art history is about looking at history through the artifacts mm-hmm. of history and not just literally, oh, what's the story behind right. this painting? That is a huge part of it, yeah. but also part of that story is that, you know, that 1950s painting by Jackson Pollock is also part and parcel of the 1950s world of New York City. Wow. That would not have existed, but for the fact that we're in the years immediately following the Second World War mm-hmm. into the Cold War, you can't divorce an artist from the context of right. their times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some are more direct artifacts, of course. And you have museums that grapple with, you know, physical, yeah. true artifacts of history. Um, but it's an important position, certainly, yes. and it's an important field. And I hope that we open more people's eyes to the excitement of working in a museum. It's really fun. Yeah. That's the thing. And people who, again, are so passionate about what they do. And, you know, anybody who ever gets to peek behind the scenes of a museum also will be astonished because it's like, pulling back the curtain. Yeah. Most people only see what happens in the galleries. Right. The moment I open up the doors to our collections for students who are you know, prospective for mm-hmm. Florida Southern's Art History Museum Studies program, yeah. we show them this is where the art is stored and their eyes just open up. That's cool. And it's really one of the coolest yeah. things. You know, I was glad I got to see that from 16 at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, That's which so cool. left such a huge impression on me, certainly to you know where I am today. So right. I hope that people realize that. You know, Remember, there's a lot of work that goes into getting these exhibitions up, a lot of work that goes into marketing these programs, to running our education program yeah. so um i don't know that a lot of people know that coming in and we hope that we keep it you know behind the scenes enough that people can yeah. experience the museum for what it is right. but also so much does go into producing the experiences that we hope are so exceptional for every audience member who yeah. visits us right and you you kind of alluded this to this um you know having the historic knowledge um i I was reading that you guys do self-guided tours, but you also do guided tours. And I think what you just said is kind of a good example of probably why that's valuable. Because like I told you, I am not a very artsy person in the sense of like paintings and knowing artists and things like I can appreciate art, but I don't have the historical background. So going into an art museum, I would probably just be reading and 
be like, I, I don't really know what this, you know, what makes this special. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you want to add anything else that maybe makes a guided tour. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with going on a self-guided tour, but maybe a guided tour be a little bit more valuable. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so many different ways to enjoy a museum. And to go back to your point about, you know, a lot of people say, I don't know art or I don't make art. You know, I go back to, you know, I, I've been a classroom professor since 2007. Um, and I always have thought I am teaching to the most skeptical student in that class, right? The mm-hmm. student who comes into an art history class and says, I don't know anything about art. I said, that's the point here. First of all, you do right, know about art because right. you live your life mediated through visual culture, right? So there's this that's misnomer. True. I mean, our worlds are all about visual culture. You watch yeah. a TV show, you saw an ad, see an ad, mm-hmm. uh, you see a billboard. Right. We are all assessing the art world around right. us at all times, and the museum helps to enhance that experience. So certainly you can come to the museum and anybody with any interest level, knowledge yeah. level, and someone who goes to museums every single day of their lives, someone who's never been to one before, the Polk Museum is a place for that. And you can certainly have your great self-guided experience. Believe me, we put enough information yeah, in these yeah. shows and text in these shows that you Good. will learn a lot. But also, you can also maybe, some people might want to come in and say, you know what, I don't really want to read all that text, and that's fine, and yeah. you can experience it on the purely visual basis. But also, we have wonderful docent-led tours. So people can visit our website at polkmuseumofart.org, and they can see when our tours are offered. Typically, mm-hmm. they are on Saturdays okay. every month, and that's with a docent. We also have student docent-led tours, oh, actually, fun. as well. So we started a program about three years ago at Florida, at Florida Southern called the Museum Ambassadors Program. And that allows students from across campus, not just my majors in art history okay. museum studies, but students from all disciplines to join the museum and train to give tours as docents to work at the front desk of the museum so they can work on visitor visitor service mm-hmm. and customer service skills, uh, to be gallery monitors, so those that maybe don't want to give tours but want to be on hand to answer questions, okay. um, to help us with an advisory council and planned, uh, planned events. So we have great you know, adult docents. Um, and those cool. are typically 45-minute to an hour tours, and okay. those are typically offered on Saturdays. Plus, you know, also on special request, we can actually, people can come and they can book tours as well. Okay. And then student tours um, will be placed through the schedule usually on weekdays right, as right. well. So yeah. we, there are lots of opportunities to experience the shows in that way. I personally give um, as many as I have time and the ability right. to do. I give a yeah. lot of tours. Um, every first Thursday of the month, we stay open late until 8 p.m. At oh. 6 p.m., I give a tour cool. of our current exhibitions. So over the next couple months, every first Thursday, um, you know, obviously we just opened the show at the end of January. So, mm-hmm. you know, February, March, April, right. we will have first Thursday nights where at 6 p.m. I'll tour Rockwell Wyeth, um, okay. which will be really fun. And I hope a lot of people come out for that. Um, when we had when we did our Highway Min exhibition two years ago and our Rodan, large, large Rodan exhibition a couple years ago, huge numbers came out for those yeah. exhibitions. So that's every first Thursday at 6 p.m. Okay. We also do gallery perspectives talks. Um, those are every second Friday of the month where either I or somebody from outside the museum comes in and gives their tour and their interpretation of a show. So we have lots and lots of opportunities, lots of special events at night. So you can experience the exhibition on your own. Mm-hmm. You can experience it through other people's lenses. Yeah. And you can experience it in all those different ways. There's lots of reasons to come back because your own experience will be different from the experience led through another's lens. Right. And also to be guided and receiving more information than we can possibly just put up on the walls too. Right. So That's I mean, true. what I'll say in, in a tour or what a docent will say in a tour or a student docent will say in a tour will give you more background information than the show itself. Although we've piled a lot into right. our exhibitions always. Um, and yeah, I, I write a lot and I'm 
proud of writing a lot because I want don't want people to come out wanting more. Right. Um, you don't have to read every word I say. I mean, you, it'd be nice if people it'd read every nice. word I put in there. But again, I, I appreciate if people don't necessarily want to read every single word, although right. they should. Um, yes. But, um, you know, when you take a tour, you get a little bit more there and you can have questions answered right. immediately. That's true. Um, I didn't so think about I, it like I that. recommend everyone try different methods, whatever you're most comfortable with. You know, I lead tours, for instance, just like I lead my classes where mm-hmm. they're interactive. Yeah. Um, I welcome questions. And I'm not somebody, if it's even clear from this podcast, right? I'm not someone with notes. Um, I can talk. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah, so, yeah. you know, when I'm taking tours, I tell people, I'm not scripted here. Um, raise your hand, interrupt yeah. me. I'll get right back to my train of thought where it was on right. the other end of yeah. it. And I love that interactivity. We try to also encourage that with our tours as well. These right. are not going to be scripted tours you, that you move through. Yeah. We welcome our visitors to ask questions, to inquire, to Because that's part of the reason to come exactly. is to ask questions and to right. be inquisitive about right. it all. And to be guided into how to look at art yeah. as well, right? You can do close looking exercises. And so obviously tours for fourth graders are going to be different from tours for middle schoolers or tours for right. you know, a senior group coming through the museum. But we gear that toward our groups. For general audiences, um, they, our docent tours or my curator tours are a perfect um, either starting point for an exhibition mm-hmm. or return point to see the exhibition in another light. Right. Yeah, that's really cool. And I just wanted, I, I'm happy you kind of explained that a little bit more because I even thought to myself, would I want to do a self-guided tour? Or would I want somebody to, you know, kind of hold my hand through it, you know, as someone who's maybe not as comfortable? Um, but having those options is really helpful. So thank you for sharing that. Of course, yes. Um, I, I do want to talk about you know, the ability to become a member of the Polk Museum of Art. And we kind of talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. So could you tell our listeners, what are the benefits of membership? Why should they become a member? Well, what I love to do, you know, um, we have a wonderful membership team. And whenever I give a program, I always tease the reasons for my memory. If you enjoyed this program, please remember, we are a free admission museum. So we have many different reasons for becoming a member, and there are many benefits. Some are the bleeding heart benefits, and some are the literal benefits. And you know, our membership to the museum quite literally pays for itself. Mm. Um, so people may wonder, also, you know, why be a member to a free admission museum? Well, the reason you are a member for the uh, a member to a free admission museum is one, you get special perks that I'll talk about in a moment, mm-hmm. but also you're paying it forward in a way. Right. And if you can afford our lowest membership price, say fifty dollars, mm-hmm. um, all the way up to we welcome our patron donors Absolutely. at much higher levels. Mm-hmm. But starting at fifty dollars, you get so many benefits that outweigh even the cost of fifty dollars. But that allows others who maybe can't afford that right. to enjoy the museum. So one is that paying it forward, yeah. but also along with your memberships, you get reciprocal admission to many different area attractions, including say Bach Tower Gardens. Oh, I always like to cool. give this as an example. You go to Bach Tower Gardens twice, you've already had your membership pay for yeah. itself. Plus I haven't even mentioned what the other benefits that come with it, right? Right, there's so more. <laughs> we have community um, partnerships with businesses. You get discounts over at like Black and & Brew and other restaurants oh. and other stores. You get free admission to our receptions for each of our exhibitions. Otherwise, you have to pay $10 each time mm. at the door. You get a free art class at the museum, oh, which cool. again, so not paying out of pocket for that, yeah. you get a free class as a result of it. Um, you, and, you know, in each level and each tier, you get right. more and more right, benefits. Right. You know, by the time you get into our, I believe it's our sponsor level and our advocate level, you have access to 700 some odd different museums and 900 some odd different museums wow. without having to pay at the door. The savings are incredible mm-hmm. and it helps us out along oh, the yeah. way. So what I encourage everyone to do is, you know, come into the museum and realize that, oh, and on top of that, you get 10% in our shop. Oh, and, cool. And actually right now we have a special promotion for Rockwell Wyeth that anybody who becomes a member also gets a free Rockwell Wyeth poster. So, oh, I mean, that's literally, cool. Literally, I mean, you are, 
it's costing you more money to not be a member of the museum, which is what we're trying to let people know. Yeah. And you're helping us stay free in the process. And again, we hope to communicate this better and better. We're changing a little bit of our information downstairs about the fact that mm -hmm. membership pays for itself. And our team down at the front of the museum can explain what each tier provides everyone. Yeah. But it's wonderful to be part of the museum. It's great support for what we do, but also our members are really special to us. Um, we give them special treats. You know, they get their, we, they get our you know, twice yearly magazine. They That's get, cool. again, access to the special receptions. They get access to special exclusive events. Mm -hmm. So we love our, we love all of our visitors. Of course. But we also, you know, we give special nods to yeah, our members. As and you should. Forward, and also moving forward, our members are going to get first access to our exhibitions as well. Oh, cool. As an extra perk. And that's pretty cool to get yeah. first access. So with Rockwell Wyeth exhibition up now, we held that show and opened exclusively to our members at our members that's opening cool. on the first Friday night of the exhibition. And so that was really special for them. So the membership benefits are many yeah, many, many, right. too many that I could list here, but people should check that out also on our website. Okay. And you can become a member on your visit that day and get your 10% in the shop right there. And then if there it's in go. coming months, you'll get your Rockwell Wyeth poster mm -hmm. too. You could join online. Um, but again, it, the benefits go far beyond our doors, yeah. literally. They, a lot of benefits within the museum, but far beyond our doors. But also I think it's really valuable that you're helping us to sustain the museum For sure. and keep it the proud free museum that we really pride ourselves on being. Yeah. I, um, I don't even think I realized, you know, before we booked this podcast that it was free. And so thinking about, you know, if you have the ability to become a member, you really are paying forward to, to hopefully keep the museum free for people who maybe can't afford that. So we're all working together yeah. to try to make sure that everybody in Polk County can access the arts yeah. um, and being able to really enjoy that, you yeah, know? We don't, want, we don't want to have to charge. I mean, right. in theory, right, many museums that would have a, a show's a show like we have on now, the Rockwell Wyeth mm -hmm. show, or you know, a show of the Highwaymen, or a show of Goya and Picasso, or upcoming shows that we have, mm -hmm. um, they could charge at the door. Many do, yeah. and we would make a lot of money yes. as a result of all the visitors mm -hmm. coming through. But that's just not how we are operating right yeah. now, and we don't want it to be that you know, X visitor can come in and enjoy it, and just because you couldn't afford the price uh, of admission, yeah. you can enjoy it. And I hope that we don't have to go down that route right. anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. But truly, that is a reason to become a member or to just or to give a gift for the museum. I mean, yeah. we welcome, obviously, gifts of all size. I mean, we will welcome Absolutely. You know, a huge, you know, save your gift and let us, you know, fund exhibitions you know, yeah. from now until, you know, the next millennium. We mm -hmm. welcome that, of course. But also, you know, anybody who can give us anything, um, that helps really to, it helps to allow us to do what we do. And right. any, anybody who comes through who cannot offer anything, that's great too. Right. We want you there. We want yes. you to experience the museum purely for the experience of the museum. But if yeah. you are able to assist in any way and become a member, I promise that it pays off in, yes. in more ways than you can imagine, even then you can be delineated just by literally enumerating the, right. the membership benefits. But there are so many. So I encourage everyone to look into it. Okay. But it's nice to be a member of your, yeah. of your museum. Absolutely. There's some pride, a community pride that comes Absolutely. with that. And hopefully we can create some ambassadors yeah. off this podcast. Oh, I'm looking for any uh, community yes. ambassadors are great. I got my museum ambassadors internally at the museum. Good. And community ambassadors, anybody who wants to be. Um, oh, I, Absolutely. I welcome it. And we want that. That is part of the reason we're doing this podcast. We obviously want people to know what's right here in Polk County. Hello, I'm Greg Littleton, President and CEO of Citizens Bank and Trust. We are proud to be a sponsor for Season 8 of It's Happening in the Haven. At Citizens Bank and Trust, we take great pride in being Polk County's bank, founded in Frostproof in 1920 and now in our third generation of family ownership. Our team members also work, live, and give back to the local communities we serve. 
One of the ways we give back is as a presenting sponsor of Community Fest. This family-focused local event is just one of the activities that makes Winter Haven a premier destination for families. If you're looking for a community bank with a heart for people, I invite you to stop by any of our conveniently located offices or visit us at citizens-bank.com. At Citizens Bank & Trust, we're proud to be your bank. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Um, so before we finish, I have one last question. So what is one thing that you wish more people knew about the Polk Museum of Art? I think we've covered a few. Of I do those. think I mean, we one, have covered a few. That, that were free. Yes. But I think I want people to know that what we offer at the museum is a rarity for a community yeah. like ours. One of my greatest experiences on a regular basis is if somebody stops me in the hall and my face appears on enough screens in the museum, as odd as that is, it never gets comfortable. But again, I've become the face <laughs> of the museum. You know, who stopped me in the hall, whether I know them or not. If someone who knows me just knows from a member's reception or elsewhere that I'm the right. of the museum, but even a visitor or a little kid who points at a screen saying, oh, look, it's him. Mm -hmm. But I love hearing from all those daily visitors about, I can't believe this is our community museum. Mm -hmm. And I think people should understand the fact that most communities can't offer a museum like this. And most museum, most communities don't have anything like the programming and the exhibitions yeah. and education opportunities that we offer to our You guys our, have so much. Right. And I think so that's, that's the big thing is to know, I, I hope people take pride in our museum. Right. I hope people yeah. who maybe have not visited us in a long time come back and see and say, wow, yeah. I can't believe where this museum yeah. is today and where it's going with its expansion. And I think that's really important too. I just want Absolutely. people to know that this is something that is really special. Yeah. And remember, I came from New York City, um, you know, I'm 10 years you. ago. And, um, you know, I'm someone who, you know, grew up, you know, up, I grew up on 82nd Street, which is the same street that the Metropolitan Museum of Art is located on. Wow. My first memory in life is the Metropolitan Museum of Art, quite literally. And then I worked there when I was 16 and when I was in college. But, you know, here I am directing a museum in Polk County, yeah. Florida. And I can tell you, and, I'm, and not just because I'm the director, this is an incredible space, an incredible organization that most communities like ours just cannot right. say they have. Yeah. And we far exceed people's expectations when they come through. And I really hope that's the experience everyone has when they visit the Polk Museum of Art at Florida Southern College. Yeah, I um, it, just knowing your background, coming from New York and having all of this experience and then being able to come to Polk County because there are some negative connotations with Polk County. You know, you, can, you can't outrun it. And we try our best to kind of be community advocates as well to you know we we don't want the stigma of polk county you know there's so much yes. more to polk county than meets the eye um so having people with your expertise with your background with your experience bringing this to um an even greater level here in Polk County is very important. I couldn't do it. I mean, I could not do this alone. I mean, it's wonderful to have a lens from kind of as, as an outsider yes. coming in. Yes. Um, but, you know, our team, and I say this again and again, we have the most incredible team of experts in the business. Yeah. And I think it pays off and people see it when they come Absolutely. through. I'm so proud of everything my team does and so proud of the support from Florida Southern College. Mm -hmm. The museum is in such a great place right now. And as I literally look out my office window and yeah. see the future rising before our eyes, it's, exciting. it's a really special time and a really wonderful time for everyone to you know get their foot through the door or back through the door if they've yeah. not come, but really to be part of our community museum 
And it's just, um, I'm, I'm so grateful for everybody who gives us a moment of their day or a moment yeah. of their time um, and just realizes that we are here for our community. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of those things. And before we finish, is there anything, Dr. Rich, that we didn't cover that you want to mention before we sign off? Yes, I want to mention one thing yes, because go it's always for it. a perpetual question. Okay. Um, when are we open and how you can find out more about us? Yes, can I mention that? Absolutely. Um, so we are open um, Tuesdays through Saturdays okay. from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Got it. And Sundays from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, we close on Sundays between Memorial Day and Labor Day, but okay. you don't have to worry about that right now. Um, and you can find out more about the museum at polkmuseumofart.org. Okay. So basically every program I've talked about, every exhibition we have up now, we've had in the past, mm -hmm. coming, coming up in the future, every lecture coming up, movie series, everything is on our website. Also, how to become a member is available that's on the important. website. So that's where everyone should try to go visit that and really see what we've been talking about today. Um, but also, most importantly, just come visit us in person. Yes. I mean, there's nothing like the physical museum itself. Right, right. Yeah, definitely everything Dr. Rich said, go do if you're listening to this podcast. Um, check out their website because there's definitely a wealth of information on there. I mean, you guys should be able to sign up for classes. Um, check out all the offerings that they have. But most importantly, get your foot in the door yes. and get there physically um, to experience it for yourselves. But thank you so much, Dr. Rich, for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. The Little Payment Kings have four locations here in Polk County, Florida, along with three locations in Michigan, Ohio, so we can serve you more and save you more. We buy more so we can save you more. We're proud and excited to announce this year the Little Payment Kings Used Vehicle Buying Center located on Avenue K in the heart of Central Florida. Also, if you get in an accident, the Little Payment Kings will be happy to take care of you at our Winter Haven Collision Center. If you hit a deer, bring it here. If you hit a truck, you're in luck. Come to the Winter Haven Collision Center and let the Low Payment Kings take care of your vehicle. The Low Payment Kings are very proud and excited to be part of the fastest growing county in the state of Florida and one of the fast growing counties in the country, Polk County, Florida. We look forward to serving all the residents of Florida with all your automotive needs. On behalf of the Low Payment Kings, I hope you all roar, soar, and do more in 24. sure to tune in every week to It's Happening in the Haven, available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. To learn more about Winter Haven and the Chamber, visit winterhavenchamber.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We hope you've learned a little bit about our community today and even more about the people who are shaping its future. After all, no true community exists without the people who form it. Winter Haven. Some call it a haven. We call it home.